Hello, this is Greg from Selective Hearing, and you're listening to part one of our KCON 2022 podcast, where we go over day zero, day one, and our experience at the KCON Rookies concert. Welcome to Selective Hearing Radio, episode 55, and I'm pretty damn sure it's 55. I looked it up before, I, before we went on the air. It's not 59, it's not 60, it's 55. Alright, with me tonight are our friends Ping and Alan, and we're going to be talking about KCON Los Angeles 2022. So... First things first, uh, Ping, what's up? Uh, how you doing? What you drinking? Hey, Greg, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, it is September 11th, right? September 11th, 2022, and we're recording this. And it's been a few weeks. It's all been kind of a blur. I mean, like it was like four weeks of insane insanity, essentially, since we last recorded the last episode. And I have just been all over the place but finally this is like the first week where i am home for the entire week and i can just like get to editing you know put my nose to the grindstone and get to work on editing all this kcon footage because there is a lot there's a lot of footage a lot of photos a lot of things to get through um but yeah i uh, can relax for the next couple of months and yeah, hopefully I can come out with the KCON stuff over the next few weeks. Um, drinking just water because I'm kind of tired and probably going to go to bed right after this. <laughs> so no alcohol for you. No. Uh, how about you, Alan? How are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, I didn't have the concert filled uh, month like you guys did. Uh, in fact, the only concert that I did see personally was not, well, it was kind of related to KCON. It was Luna, but it wasn't like KCON related. But um, So I didn't have the concert experience that you guys did, so I was kind of living vicariously through you guys. So I'm really just, uh, I am just the listener at this point, just going to hear all your guys' experience and ask my questions directly as it goes. Uh, for me, I've been drinking for the last couple hours anyway, so I picked up some good friends soju. Um, I am drinking a new flavor that I found at H Mart, which is the blueberry flavor, and it is freaking delicious. It, I am almost done with this bottle. Uh, it's a couple more shots left. Uh, I love it. I love, I love soju. Um, I love good friends, and I really love this blueberry one. I'm also munching. I'm also munching on some uh, some nerds gummy clusters. Those are my addiction. Those are my favorite candy. I blame my former coworkers for getting me hooked on them. I love them. I have to get them every time I go to like grocery shop at Target or something. It's so good. I was gonna oh, say. Like, what was your question? I was gonna say like it's kind of funny like how much you're into soju now because wasn't it just like relatively relatively recently when you started getting into soju like a, a year or two ago. 
Yeah, like it, it was like during the pandemic that I was like, you know what? I can't always drink tequila. I can't always drink Japanese whiskey or anything like that. You know what? Soju's soju's very affordable, very plentiful, and you know, easy to drink, of course. So and delicious. Uh, it's it's delicious too. So uh, I find that a lot of my friends are asking me about like <laughs> what brands of soju I've been drinking. So I'm like, my good friends is what I prefer. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think I think if you actually go back enough episodes of this podcast, you'll actually find the episodes where you started drinking soju regularly for the first time. That's that's the thing. That's how we. That's how I remember. If I want to listen to old episodes, it's like, what was I drinking back then? So, and there's some that I gave up on, but I still have some here. So, as far as like September 11th goes, uh, you know thoughts to everybody that's been affected through the years on that one so still fresh on our minds but we here so cheers to those yeah can't believe it's been 21 years but um you know it's not really a cliche when people say never forget because there's definitely a lot of people out there who can't forget the that day um but yeah thankfully no major incidents stateside since then outside of the domestic terrorism i guess but international <laughs> I was terrorism. About to be like uh yeah yeah but um as far as the k-con goes didn't you uh you actually watched the k-con didn't you but not you know you were i there, did but you i did it. uh i did i'll 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 explain more later <laughs> so right. cool uh and me i'm greg Grand about selective hearing. And I'm doing fine. I mean, I haven't gone to any concerts since uh, K-Con because I'm completely broke now. And, and you live in Canada. And I live in Canada. That's true. There's, there's nothing that comes to Canada, especially my part. And I'm drinking water because I got to wake up early. Oh, man. What the, in the morning. what the hell? Hey man, the, I, I gotta I'm work tomorrow. Defaulting to the drunk one. <laughs> yes, you're you're gonna be the lush uh, of the podcast. Uh, we'll be so. Well, you, you didn't go to the actual event, so you gotta chime in somehow. That's right. Yeah, if I was at if I was actually at KCON, I I would probably be drinking as well. So, <laughs> but imagine living in Canada and having to spend like six hundred dollars every time you want to go see a concert. That's the life, man. That's the life. Cross your yeah, fingers sorry. for SM Town. <laughs> yeah, good luck. That that that's not coming here, man. Is, is that just going to be like a replacement? I mean, is that just going to be what their annual show has been like around New Year's? Are they just going to bring the live show to the states? Is that I what's going to happen? So, um, it's either going to replace the New Year's show or. They're just trying to make some money off of the current groups. Not sure. I wonder if they will tour or if it's just going to be like that New Year's show. They'll just do one event, they'll live stream it, but they will be have an actual like fan-attended concert venue somewhere in the U.S. That's my guess. From the, um, But from, a tour would be nice. From the, t- from the tweet, it says, An official from SN Entertainment said the next SM Town Live will be held in the US. So that that's why I'm yeah. leaning towards the 
New Year's concert that they've done for like the last two or three years, they will just do it at a live concert venue in the United States. And that will be like the one and done. But I'm crossing my fingers for a tour because I would like to see them at least do the L.A. and New York thing again, like they did in like 2012 or something. Ping, you just got to go find Silgi. She's in New York right now. Just go find her and ask her. Be like, yo, give me the skinny. Yeah, Yeah, because a a Red Velvet member is going to know the inner workings of the the SM machine. She will know. She has to block off uh, the dates in her calendar. (laughs) But yes, go find her. Go find her and... Go find her and ask her. She she's in the area. She's in the vicinity. That's why that's why that's why idols have managers so that they don't have to manage their schedule. The managers manage their schedule. But you got to go find her. Go find her. <laughs> you give me her schedule and I'll show up where she goes. I'm pretty sure she must be here for fashion week or something. I have no idea why else she would be here. Do you know? Her hot dogs. She wants dirty dogs. That's that's Oh, no, dirty dogs are in LA. Uh, well, there's or, some dirty hot dogs in New we York. We got the street dogs. We got we got the street dogs. The street dogs in New York. The dirty dogs are LA. Maybe she's recording her solo video. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's just Fashion Week. But I could be wrong. We'll see. You could awesome. be right. We'll see. Go go find her and ask her. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You could put a GPS tracker on her. I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm oh, sure just throw an air tag on. Oh her. my god, cut this yeah, out! Cut her. this out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's get to the meat of this podcast, which is the KCON 2022 convention and concert in Los Angeles. Uh, it took place from August 19th to the 21st and it was the very first uh, live in-person KCON in three years. Uh, Previous years during the pandemic they were doing the online concerts for KCONTACT. So I'm sure those of you who are K-pop fans have subscribed to the K-pop channel or the Mnet channel to watch K-Contact and get all of that uh, premium video on demand stuff and maybe some of you still have your subscription some of you don't I don't know (laughs) but uh, yeah that's how we've been interacting with these groups through K-Con for the past three years so for us uh, we were there in 2019, which was the last uh, live KCON, and we returned to Los Angeles for this one. So I'm going to kind of leave Alan out of this one because uh, he didn't go with us, but he can ask <laughs> any questions he wants. I chose, I, cho- I elected to not go. Yes. I wish I could have gone, but... Um, Circumstances, but my circumstances and my brain and circumstances and my wallets have uh, uh, told me that I it was best that I didn't go. So, and I think I made the right decision as I order and wait for my new iPhone in in, in a few days. So, yes, your KCon money went to Apple instead. 
not a bad decision very true so it'll uh, be it'll be better because my new iphone i will use in my future concerts when i'm sitting there being a heathen and recording the whole concert that's right you'll basically have a yeah it basically has a built-in gimbal now and so your your footage is going to be steady as action mode right yeah that's what i'm looking forward to because you know my concert footage is always shaking because i'm always jumping up and down when i'm recording (laughs) oh man greg this is this is your time you can be part of team purple like us well i'll I'll find out what my uh i found out what my buyout for my phone is so it's possible that i could get a purple phone but we'll see uh anyway let's get back on topic uh ping uh how was your day zero your arrival in los angeles your wristband experience and whatever else you did that day so i'm gonna have to like travel back in time a little bit because like i mentioned before a lot has happened since kcon uh in la um i've gone to like since kcon in la i've gone to like seven other concerts so it's going to be a little bit, uh, it might be a little bit muddy, but I'm going to do my best to recollect that time. And I just have to say, like, before KCON LA, I, you know, we had some delusions of grandeur a bit of like, okay, you know, after this night, we're going to record this. And then after this day, we're going to record that. And then, you know, just like with how insane KCON LA was, like, we were just happy to be able to make it through that weekend right like that was such an insane weekend but back to day zero like i have to say this was before realizing like how crazy the weekend was going to be um uh thankfully had a much smoother much smoother flight into la than the um that one time in February, trying to go see twice. Uh, no flight delays. Very smooth issue. I didn't have to rent a Turo. Um, so like that situation in May, no issues there as well. If you listen to the previous Twice podcasts. Um, yeah, so overall very smooth. Landed at the airport. My friend picked me up, headed over to the venue, um, the Los Angeles Convention Center, and picked up my prestige pass because I had the uh, prestige. I was able to get the prestige ticket, which I was fortunate enough to, you know, time that refresh button on AXS at the exact right moment and snag that $2,200 ticket (laughs) right away. And apparently there's only like 150 prestige people so that was a very exclusive club like there's even like a a group chat for the prestige people like uh we kind of got to know each other like all the prestige people kind of like recognized each other or acquainted in some way um or even became friends um throughout that entire convention because it was just like three to four days of seeing each other over and over and over and over again um can you overall can you remind can you remind me what the perks of prestige pass was yeah so the prestige benefits um the most important prestige benefit um from my experience from what i've learned from that weekend was the line you have your own line for everything there's a prestige line for all the artist engagement there's a prestige line for the um 
KCON rookies. There's a prestige line for the concert nights. There's a prestige line for um, the the red carpet. There's a prestige line for everything. You can even get into, you were even able to get onto the show floor earlier than everyone else. So like that was probably the biggest benefit, which I did not realize when purchasing the ticket. When When I was purchasing the ticket, the only thing I could think of was like, there's all these groups that I want to see and the prestige pass allows you to get uncontested high touch to everybody. You don't have to uh, battle other people trying to buy high touch tickets. Um, you basically have one ticket and you have access to everything. Uh, so that was when I was purchasing it, the kind of the biggest benefit, which was you would have a high touch ticket for every artist that was doing a fan engagement uh, at the KCON LA and you would also get the red carpets and you would get the special section in the concert arena, which was crypto.com arena where they barricaded a section in front of the stage within the barricade. So you were, you had a barricade within the barricade where it was only prestige people right at the front of the stage, even though it's kind of weird to say front of the stage because it was a 360 degree stage. Um, but the, what would be considered the front 180 part of the stage um, was just a, a section barricaded off for prestige folks. Um, so those were the, the major benefits of prestige. Once again, it is the concert tickets for both nights in the prestige section, um, which is the closest to the stage that you can pretty much get. Um, the high touch fan engagement, the red carpet um, the for both nights, the KCON rookie show on day one, and the prestige line. Um, and they also gave some like goodies and stuff like that. Like one of the, one of the KCON merchandise, um, one of the merchandise that KCON had was what, what I really wanted was the light shaker. And that actually came free with the prestige. So I didn't have to buy it. Um, they gave you a tote bag, which was kind of a crappy quality. It was like a clear bag, but not really a good quality clear bag. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it again. And, um, I think they gave some other stuff, but like inconsequential, like really the most important thing were the tickets and the prestige sections and the prestige line. Does that nice. answer your question? Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I mean like even, you know, checking in the prestige has their own section, like on all the way on the opposite side of the room for the KCON check-in. But surprisingly this year, there was not really a long line at all. At least on day zero. I don't know what it was like on day one or uh, day two or day three. But on day zero, there was like no line to check in regardless of what ticket you had. Um, so, yeah, it was all very smooth. Um, no waits in line. I don't think anyone really waited in line for the most part. Like if they had to wait, like if you had like a general ticket, you probably only had to wait like five minutes at most because there was like no line for like the two hours that I was there. How about, oh, and I did meet Greg after uh, an hour and a half of waiting for him. <laughs> yeah, because my day zero was kind of messed up. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. Yeah, because um, my flights were not delayed like in Seattle. So I actually got to Los Angeles mostly in time. I had a one hour delay in Vancouver, but it wasn't really something stupid i was actually on the plane it was just waiting to 
to taxi off onto the runway. So, oh uh, yeah, I remember. I remember you were you were posting it in our in our Discord. Real time. And I was like, "You're jinxing yourself, man." <laughs> it's just the way that flying has gone for me this year. It's just delay after delay after delay. But this wasn't too bad. Um, my hotel situation, however, uh, that was pretty fucked up. Uh, so when I arrived at my hotel, uh, my room key didn't work or the lock on the door didn't accept the room key. So I spent like half an hour going up and down to my room, trying different room keys until they moved me to a different room with a, with a extra amenity, which was a patio, uh, which I never really used, but it was nice to have. So... Uh, when I finally got to the convention center, there was like an hour left uh, before registration closed. And that's when I met with Ping. And there was absolutely nobody there. So I could just walk in, get my get my wristband, and yeah, be done with it. Because I think that's all they gave me was a wristband. <laughs> They didn't give me anything else. I got no uh, swag bags. I got uh, no uh, fancy lanyards or anything like that. Just a wristband that they said, make sure that you don't put it on too tight or you never come off. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's right. That you had a you had a you had a general ticket, right? Yeah, I had uh, everything for me was general ticket, basically. No, no and- prestige for me. You did have, did you not have audience passes? Uh, that was part of the wristband. They just said they scanned the wristband for audience passes. So that, that's actually interesting because for the high touch, I know for the high touch, you had a ticket. But I think for the audience, nobody had a ticket for the audience, like a physical ticket. It was just like on the wristband. Yeah. Is that um, right? I did ask about that when I picked up everything. So like, do I have any tickets or anything? They said, nope, just uh, show your wristband and they'll they'll scan it and you go in. So Was the audience ticket, like I don't remember because I didn't have to go through that entire purchasing process. Was the audience ticket um, for the entire day or was it audience ticket for the specific artists? Uh, so there are two types of audience tickets. Uh, you could choose the artist you wanted to be um audience in or you could buy an all-day ticket for each day which would get you into every artist engagement as audience so i just chose the individual ones i see all the girl groups i didn't care about the dude groups at all Mm -hmm. and how many of those did you actually end up using actually uh everyone but itsy okay what and and mix well we'll get to that i think Yeah. yeah okay but um what (laughs) how was uh how was the rest of your day zero um after meeting up with you i went back to my hotel and hoped that my key worked in my door and it did and i unpacked and then yeah i just spent most of my time looking for food so i went to where, where did i go there was this place by the jw marriott Smash Burger. I think I went there with Alan in 2019. Hey, yeah. 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 I introduced uh, you to Smash Burger. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's a really expensive hamburger. 
like stupid expensive it's the location it's not normally that expensive yeah, yeah like yeah i shouldn't be paying 21 dollars for a hamburger but apparently i what? did <laughs> oh my god yeah i believe smash burger was purchased by uh jollibee yeah and that's where right. i went get- uh, later on in the evening i got jollibee there's a jollibee right next to my hotel so you can get ripped off on both far. ends now <laughs> yeah wait 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 did you did you stay at the jw marriott again uh no i was at the sheraton grand this time okay uh, jw marriott was out of my uh budgeted price range and that's like four hundred dollars a night were, that's where we were in 2019 right was it four hundred dollars a night in 2019 no, uh, no, I got it uh, I got JW Marriott for like two hundred bucks on sale. Yeah, well, that's a great deal. Cause uh, I wanted to do the J Dub uh, this year, but uh, yeah, four hundred dollars a night is a little bit outside my price range. I ended up staying that's, that's at where the uh, hmm? JW Marriott was, was uh, where all the stars were. We got to see like Floyd Mayweather and all those guys the last time well, he has so. a permanent residence there right so i know yeah. right <laughs> where, where did you end up staying i ended up staying at the um hotel figueroa which is like a block away oh. from the j-dub or two blocks away from the crypt and um it was actually an amazing experience i didn't check in until day one um so if we have nothing else to say about day zero i didn't really like i stayed at a friend's house on day zero like night zero because I didn't want to pay an extra night for a hotel uh, in downtown LA. Um, and for dinner, I literally just ate like, I think we ordered like a DoorDash, like some Cambodian food. And um, yeah, just got ready for the following day. Yep. Day zero was pretty much uh, get in, unpack and go to sleep pretty much. Yeah. Like because of the way the, the tickets worked, um, where people could really purchase the artist engagement for the artists that they wanted versus like in the, in the years past it was like a gotcha where you would purchase a pack and you would pull like artist engagement tickets and you didn't know what you were going to get. Um, in the past, you people would just be hanging outside of the convention center trying to trade for the artist engagement that they would want. But this year, it was more of a... Um, you already knew what you were going to get. And then pretty much everyone else was just buying and selling. Um, there are very little trading as mostly buying and selling uh, for artist engagement this year. So, and it was mostly done through like social media, like Twitter, Facebook, discord, um, very few actual in-person transactions. Uh, so that was quite different from years past. You know, like day zero was usually in the past a very big day because you had to come in early to trade. Otherwise, you might not be able to get the artist engagement that you want. But with the way things work this year, it was very much more streamlined. I'm not really sure what I can say is better. I can definitely say that trading, like hanging around and trading with all all, uh, all kinds of people was like really fun. Um, even you know, if not very highly anxiety inducing, but it was definitely more fun, but I don't, I don't know which I prefer. I mean, I had all the artist engagements anyway, but I don't know like what I would prefer. Like if I didn't have all the artist engagements, you know what I mean? Um, but 
you know, seeing how that artist engagement sale actually happens, um, you know, hearing about it from Greg and from other friends on like that entire process, I'm really glad I didn't have to go through that because that sounded like an absolute nightmare. And um, yeah, I mean, just the entire prestige experience from from the date that you purchase it and then day zero and then like even throughout the entire weekend was like almost as stress-free as could be. Although, you know, you pay for it in the end, right? With the actual cash. So you're yeah. saying that that giant death pit of bartering wasn't as big as as it was in the past there was like there was like barely anybody you could you could count the number of people that were just hanging around but trying to buy and sell tickets uh it was like maybe so, 20 to so i didn't people. have to make a i didn't have to make a i'm buying for luna sign or anything like that some people had those signs and i actually did end up selling one of my high touches to one of the people with those signs but um yeah i mean for the most part it was just all through social media Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Uh, I saw one guy uh, when I walked in said, uh, sell me an Itzy High Touch ticket. I made sure to make a, a ninja photo of him. But uh, yeah, he, he looked pretty desperate. Oh, man. Can't even imagine. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to day one. <laughs> that that's where the action started uh, oh yeah so ping how was your day one yeah so like i was mentioning earlier day one was actually the day that i was going to check into my hotel which was the hotel figueroa um the really cool thing about that hotel which i didn't actually experience until day three was um in la and i'm sure they have it in other cities too but in la particularly downtown la they have the, um, they have the scooters, the rideshare scooters, where you can actually like scan with an app, and then you pay like a few bucks, and then you can use the motorized scooter, electric scooter, to get around. So like taking the electric scooter from the hotel to the convention center was so convenient and really fun actually like i had a traumatic experience with one of those electric scooters in 2019 where i like almost crashed and fell and i was kind of scared that's kind of why i waited until day three to actually use the electric scooter because i was like really short on time and i was like if i don't take this electric scooter i'm going to miss the concert not really miss the concert but i was going to miss the line for the concert and um yeah i mean i wish i had done it from day one because electric scooter to and front it's basically a straight shot you go just two three blocks down from the well the convention center is three blocks from the hotel so you just go three blocks on electric scooter straight down um figueroa and you're like right there it's like not even five minutes um it's just really convenient sorry what were you gonna say um oh man that would have been so cool to do i i would have totally done the electric scooter thing I, i did i did record one of my rides so that's going into the vlog uh later but yeah so i was going to, you know, I, I got to the venue. Uh, I got to the hotel at around 9 a.m., 8.30, 8.30 to 9 a.m. Because obviously, you know, although KCON technically starts at 10 a.m., you have to be there to start lining up 
before <laughs> 10 a.m. Right. So um, I got to my hotel around 830. I dropped off my bag, told them um, I'm checking into this hotel tonight. Can I just leave my bag here? And they said, yeah, sure. That's fine. I left my bag, walked over to the concert, uh, toward the convention center. I think I ran into Greg actually on my way there. And um, yeah, because I think at 11 a.m. we had the Stacy artist engagement. Um, actually, no. First, we I had to pick up my press badge. Uh, I think Greg already picked up his press badge, and I was picking yeah. up my press badge. Um, so that was the first order event. That's where I met Greg, and then we had made our way over to the convention center. Um, what was the press badge experience pickup for you like? Pretty seamless. Um, I got to meet the lady I was emailing over the past couple of months. And yeah, uh, I asked a couple of questions, which of course had vague answers, but whatever. Uh, got the uh, press badge, took a picture of it. And yeah, just waited for ping and showed them where to go. But yeah, because by the time I got there, in... yep. Well, sorry, I was I was gonna ask, was it in the same area as it was a couple years ago, or uh, was it kind of separated from way away from the convention? Uh, no, this time we didn't have to go through the metal detectors to get to that area. Um, we just went where everyone was picking up their general admission or prestige. Uh, it was the same line as the prestige badge. Yeah. It's just like right next to the entrance. You just go there, line up, pick up your stuff. They tell you some rules and then you're on your way to do whatever. Oh, yeah, it's the same okay. line as the prestige badge. So the same room on the opposite side same line and yeah by the time i got there they already spoke to greg so they were just like ellis i was like yep that's me and then they gave me my press badge which i have to add if you didn't listen to the 2019 show press badge means nothing (laughs) yes uh we're going to uh kind of expand on i cherish later (laughs) i cherish my time with my press badge back in the day (laughs) it looked like it looked cool to the regular people you know, to the plebs and they're like, Oh, you have a press badge. How did you get a press badge? And I just have to sadly explain to them that, yeah. Um, uh, my, uh, I, I work, I'm working with a site, but it doesn't really give me access to anything. Yep. Oh, I, um, but it looks I nice. Was, I was telling Greg flash the badge, flash the badge every time. I was just, well, Greg tried just to flash the from badge. my previous, from yeah, my previous experience, times. I was like, yeah, I got in, I got in, but you guys got to explain. But yeah. I see, yeah. like, in the notes, what is the success rate, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, definitely we'll have but to anyways, explain it, that further. Yeah, um, yeah. all I can say to expand on Ping's point is, uh, yeah, the press badge it looks cool. Um, when I was talking to, like, security guards and some of the people on the floor at the convention side yeah they they didn't really understand that i i didn't have access to shit (laughs) um the best thing about the press badge i can say right now at this point of the conversation is it gets you into the convention hall immediately like you don't have to line up and wait for everyone else to get in 
So there's an advantage to that that I'll talk about later. Oh, yep. I didn't know that because Prestige, <laughs> Prestige had their own line to get into the convention. You had to wait. Uh, you had to wait in the Prestige line. <laughs> but but I didn't actually like. There's no you know because it's Prestige, there's only 150 people, so like you never had to yeah. wait. But I did. I. I mean, I guess we're going to talk about it a little bit more later, but one of the advantages of having the press badge was like people never questioned me when I had my camera out. Like I always had my camera out because I was doing nice. the vlog stuff. Um, nice. So like the security, ne- like when I was going through security, it was like very fast. They never asked me about my camera. Um, they never like looked through my bag like too, you know, in depth, which, you know, it could be a bad thing i guess but um you know i had a very seamless um in and out through the convention center and all the security and and even like with the the kcon staff like i never had any problems um and i I, uh you know when when we talk about the success rate later um there's there is some like an interesting note that i have to say about that but yeah so after like greg and i picked up our press badge we headed over to the artist the stacy artist engagement and like I mentioned earlier, Prestige, like I didn't realize it until that day, like Prestige has their own line for everything. So the Stacy Artist Engagement um, had their own line and my friend was in line already. Um, and because Prestige has their own line, there's like barely anybody in front of you. So I just went to the, the show floor where Prestige had access for an entire hour um, where no one was there except other prestige, but because all the other prestige were like doing other stuff, it was like basically me and just like all these employees, um, like booth, like people attending the booths or, you know, like working the booths rather and the staff. It was just like basically me and just walking around this totally empty show floor, which was kind of cool. But I, you know, I recorded all of it, but I mean, like I didn't really have time to do anything because I wanted to make my way over back to the Stacy artist engagement. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the entire morning for me. Um, what, what did you do, Greg, like prior to the Stacy artist engagement? Um, see, so basically I, I went down to that, um, lineup area next to the hall and kind of just hung out there until he let me in. Oh, so you just waited. Yep. Were you able to get a good spot at the artist engagement? I can't remember if we talked about it. I was second row from the barrier, so pretty good. Um, as good as you can get with the yeah. audience ticket, basically. Well, actually, I was expecting a lot more people to be there, but um, very few in, in the general audience until later on into the actual artist engagement. So I was lucky enough to get close enough to the barrier and be next to some short people so I could take pictures. I think there's a couple of reasons. Like, first of all, it was like a Friday. And second, it was like a Friday morning. Like it was like the very first thing on the schedule. So like, I don't think like everyone was even at the show yet. Um, so yeah, I think it's mainly a scheduling type of re- reason. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, Stacy, Stacy's flopping, Stacy's a failure. Um, which is kind of what people are saying these days, actually. Um, but I don't think it's any of that. I think it's just the schedule. Um, kind of the reason why there may have not been as many people as you expected. But um, yeah, I mean, pretty much the experience with Prestige for all the artist engagements is you have your own line, so you're going to be at the front. 
Um, you get in first. You're gonna be if you're not the, if you're not at the barricade, you're the second row, um, right at the front, right next to the right next to the stage. And the the location where they had the artist engagement this year was different than the 2019 year, because um, in 2019 they had the artist engagement um, in like a panel room on at the West Hall. I think it's called is it called West Hall um, for the LA Convention Center, and the stage was like maybe 30 feet away from the barricade um, in 2019. This year, um, I've been told that this is where they originally had it. The stage was only maybe like 15, 10, 15 feet away from the barricade, um, if even. You know, it might even actually be Uh-oh. less thinking thinking about it. So much closer experience for anybody who had the high-touch ticket. Um in 2022 versus 2019. I, I guess if you were there in 2018, it's kind of just going back to that. I wasn't there. I wasn't in LA in 2018, so I can't say, but um, that's what I was told. Sweet. Like even from like the the general admission section, really good view. <laughs> I can't complain. Um, I would say the the distance from the general admission general admission section was a distance in 2019 from the high touch section to the stage. That's how far away the high touch section was from the stage in 2019. It was it was pretty far. Wow. That yeah, that that's pretty bad for anyone who bought uh, what did they call it back then? Diamond, I guess, or platinum packages back then. But, yeah, yeah. I remember those. But uh yeah, it based on what I saw of Prestige, yeah, you guys had like a really wicked view. And I have um I recorded like almost every almost hundred percent. I would say like I recorded eighty to ninety percent of all the fan engagements I went to. So you can look forward to that it's on nice. the uh, the YouTube channel. And that's awesome. Is that because of the badge? Wink, wink, no, nudge, nudge. no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been, but I literally just brought uh, an action camera with a magnet and then just put it on top of the barricade. And then, you know, I asked, you know, if somebody, if I wasn't able to be like right behind the camera, I would put it in front of somebody who was like nice and just say like, Hey, can you just make sure that this doesn't get, you know, this doesn't fall off. Um, cause if you knock it over, obviously it's still going to knock over even if it's a magnet. Um, and yeah, I mean like everybody for the most part was very friendly. Um, there was a couple of people that knocked it like slightly. So like some of my footage is kind of like not properly in frame, but like I said, 80 to 90%, I'm satisfied with it. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, just to have all that footage was, is it's, it's great. Uh, you know, good for the memories and I'll have it on my YouTube eventually. Awesome. All right. So after, oh, actually, let's not talk about after. I, I just want to find out from, um, you're a more hardcore Stacy fan than I am. Uh, so how was the actual artist engagement for you before we move on? Um, yeah. So like originally I had planned to go to a Luna concert on day one of KCON LA. And I was like completely ready to go to the Luna concert on that Friday night. And then on Saturday morning, fly out to LA for KCON LA. But, um, you know, after seeing that Stacy was going to be doing their fan engagement on Friday, plus with the rookie concert, 
it was like, okay, I'm going to have to fly in on Thursday um, and miss the Luna concert uh, in New York. And yeah, I mean, like Luna, Luna is my number one group, but Stacy is my number two group. And I had already gone to see Luna three times um, at their various stops throughout their tour. Thankfully, um, that was before like everybody started getting hurt. Um, but I figured like, you know, I've seen Stacy once in Chicago uh, and after the Chicago KCON premiere, which I think we might have discussed on a podcast, right? Um, after that show, I was actually like literally depressed after seeing them at KCON Chicago because, um, you know, with KCON, because there's multiple artists, you know, perhaps you're not there to see every artist, right? And, um, and particularly for me, I was basically at KCON for Stacy in Chicago and they perform, you know, they, they perform more than I expected. But after the show, I was like, Oh, I really wish I could see them perform more. Like I was just like binging Stacy content after KCON Chicago again, um, like rewatching all these things and, um, watching all their live performances again. And so I was so thankful to hear that they would be coming to KCON LA, even though it's like slightly expected. So like I was all in for Stacy on KCON LA day one. And, you know, thinking back about that artist engagement, I mean, it kind of went exactly as I expected it to. Um, really, the artist engagements in hindsight are not, especially in the post pandemic situation, they're not really the best investment of your time if you want to see a specific artist and i go into depth in into this matter like on my vlog but essentially in a lot of ways it's actually better to wait for the artist that you're there to see on the show floor than it is to actually see them in the artist engagement because the high touch this year um, because of the pandemic, the coronavirus was not really actually a high touch. It was a wave session. Like they set up the plexiglass in front of the artist and it was like a zoo where you just like walk by them and wave at them. So it was kind of like not a great high touch experience. Um, so honestly, like in a lot of ways, like it's either better to wait for the artist that you're there to see on the show floor or if you were to attend the artist engagement, it might be better to just have the audience ticket or sell the high touch. If you have the prestige, you can probably sell the high touch and just go. You, you can probably just get into the high the artist engagement with the prestige badge and just skip the high touch after because that that high, you know, like the hello session, it's actually a hello session or a high wave session was really I, I don't really think it was worth it honestly, in my personal opinion. But, um, you know, some people may be seeing these artists like this is the only time that they're saying, seeing these artists. So it could be like for them, that could be worth it. But for me, um, that was the second time I had seen Stacy, and I had already planned to see them um, like five more times after that. So it wasn't like a huge deal for me or for for most of these other artist engagements that I went to. Um, but yeah, I ju that's just what I have to say about the artist engagements in general and the, the Stacey artist engagement. Okay. Um, for me, 
it was my very first artist engagement ever at KCON. Uh, 2019, I didn't pay for any of that shit, so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what it was about. Uh, the template for it was okay. I mean, I guess going to a couple of them over the weekend, they used the same template. And um, I, how entertaining it was, I guess it's based on the artist. But with Stacy specifically, uh, they were pretty much as you see them on, the, on their YouTube channel. They're like pretty goofy. So I, I was... I was pretty happy with at least seeing them on stage, being within uh, relative breathing distance of them, and you know seeing them in the flesh. But yeah, I was it was pretty much just like a glorified game show, honestly. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how much actual engagement there was but it uh, you know this for 30 bucks i guess it was okay yeah so i mean the art the kcon artist engagements have remained the same since like the beginning of kcon there it has not changed the formula um as far as i know i've been going to kcon since like 2014 and it's always been the same like 30 minutes of um like a q a or like a game session and then 30 minutes well, it's not really 30 minutes, more like 15 to 20 minutes of like the high touch section. And even during the K contact, that was essentially, that was essentially what the artist engagements were during K contact. So, um, you know, it's interesting to hear about it from somebody who has never done it. Uh, do you find that it was a good amount of, I mean, a, a good uh, way to use your time? For that day? Uh, I would say yes. Uh, for the weekend overall, uh, when there was more things to do, definitely not. Okay. I mean, I have a lot to say about this because, it, like, you know, it's obviously one of the greatest benefits of being a prestige ticket holder is the fan engagements. And, um, you know, after, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of fan engagements, um, but I was always the type of person to pull and trade or buy outright, um, the fan engagements that I wanted to go to. And, um, I feel like KCON has progressed in such a way where the show floor has become like really crazy, um, in, in, in the past, the show floor wasn't as busy or as exciting as it was this year, at least as far as I know. Um, 2019 was pretty pretty crazy as well, but 2022 was just insane um, because with the show floor, there was like three to four artists on the show floor at any given time. Um, you know, usually uh, there would be at least one or two, but usually there'd be like two, three, four artists all in like different booths all at the same time. So if you were a fan of, you know, if you're like a multi, um, it's going to be really difficult for you to decide like where to go, especially if you're a fan of both girl groups and guy groups. Like I can't even imagine 
like what your schedule is going to look like because I, I attended strictly girl group um fan engagements artist engagements and girl group events on the show floor and if you saw my schedule like i you know i i i, I took a screenshot of it and put it in the in, in our in our discord i mean the schedule was like absolutely packed from 10 a.m all the way to the cons, the end of the concert, it was just like nonstop event after event. And on Sunday, day three, it was just like overlapping, like everything was overlapping. It was just absolutely insane. So I do think that there is uh, a really good reason to go to the artist engagement, which is you do get to see the artist for at least 30 minutes, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of them doing their thing in front of you. Um, you know, it's basically like you go to a concert, right? But instead of them performing music, they're playing games and answering questions. So there's definitely some value there, but there's definitely a lot of value also like waiting for them on the show floor, which I guess we'll, we're going to end up talking about now. Exactly. So show floor on Friday. Um, yeah. <laughs> We uh, had a mission, and that was to get up in them selfie MVs. So there were two artists back-to-back doing uh, selfie MVs. Uh, What is a selfie MV? Selfie MV is where the artist would film themselves lip-syncing their latest song in front of the crowd. So they would basically film themselves doing a lip-sync, and then you kind of hope that they come to your section so that you can be part of the video. I believe staff had provided them cell phones before they started. So similar to 2019. The M2 or Mnet staff prepared an iPhone for every member. Yep. So uh, not... Not kind of like the random shit show we saw with Promise, <laughs> where they just had like Samsungs and iPhones or whatever. They looks like, yeah, it was assigned equipment from, from Mnet this time. So, first up was uh, Stacy, and then after that was Lightsome. So, Ping, step me through your uh, Stacy and Lightsome selfie MV experience. Well, before we get to the selfie MV experience, like with anything KCON related, like it's not just about the events, but like pre-events, because that's actually the more important thing. Like what happened for you before the Stacy selfie MV? Damn, what what hell happened? Let me go back to my log. This is... Okay, like, well, while you while you're while you're trying to remember or look it up, um, for me, is right after the Stacy artist engagement, which again, that was on Friday from 11, 11 a.m. to twelve p.m. There was actually there was actually the Stacy did an event at the the KCon Square, and because the the convention was not like super crowded that day because it was a Friday. Um, I was able to get a really good spot for that event that they did at the KCON Square, which was Dance the X. And the Dance the X was a, um, 
basically they did a video which contained a medley of all of their hit songs basically all their title tracks they did a medley of them in front of a camera and they did two rehearsals and two actual like um full recordings so i was fortunate enough to be like second row right at the back left corner of where that event took place on the kcon square and they did release that video on the um i can't remember which channel it was um, if it, uh, it was not, I don't think it was the M2 channel. It might, be, it might've been the studio Chum channel. No, I don't think it was the studio Chum. Anyway, I, I might've, it might've been the M2 channel and they released that video dance the X. And that was actually a really good video because you can see pretty much everybody who was at that event. And like, I had a good 30 seconds of screen time in that, in that music video, which was pretty cool. But were, were you there for that? The dance the X? No, you, I remember what I was doing. I, I went to the cookie room. So the, <laughs> you went to go get the cookies. Yeah, the the cookie room is is also known as the press room. So I I went to the cookie room to get some cookies. Okay, so yeah, I was at the dance the X stage, which was um, at the KCon Square. So the KCon Square, if you did not attend KCon, you're not really familiar. KCon Square is the center of the entire show floor. It is the largest stage. It is right in the middle, and basically. Outside of Friday, if you were there on Saturday or Sunday, you were not getting in there <laughs> unless you were there since the morning. Um, but yeah, so the, there was a KCON square and then to the back left corner of the room, there was the dance um, dance all day stage, which was also known as the Studio Tomb area. And right after the Dance the X event at KCON square, I went over to the studio tune or dance all day booth but they were doing like a they were doing a like a um a red light green light event oh first they were doing like a random play dance they were doing a random play dance where anybody who was there they, they were doing a random play dance where anybody who was there could just like jump in if they knew the dance and start dancing and there was like a lot of people there and actually i think they released that video too like within the last week or two um but there were a lot of people there just like dancing and I was trying to um get a good spot but not be part of the random play dance which was really difficult because you know people are like jumping in and out and I'm just trying to like get to the front of this mob and there's like no barricade or anything so it's like kind of a guess on like what's going to happen but then after the random play dance they did a red light, green light game. And I guess they had chosen like 20 people beforehand, something like that, to play red light, green light. And they did like three rounds, like two or three rounds of red light, green light. And still there was like no barricade. So we had no idea. I had no idea where to stand. I had no idea who was there to watch the game. I had no idea who was there for Stacy or for, for Lightsome. I was just like trying to figure out where I was going to stand. And I had a pretty good spot like right in the middle. Um, but then once the red light, green light game finished, once the red light, green light game finished, um, they started like pushing people back. They were like, get back, get back. They're trying to set up the barricades. And it was like, you know, 
like a total clusterfuck because no one had any idea where to go. Everyone's like trying to posture up to get in the front row for the, the selfie MV. They're, everyone's trying to move up. They keep telling people to move back. And eventually, like my spot got taken by um, like a, a young girl and a kid. And I was like, I'm not going to push a young girl and a kid out of the way. Right. So I ended up going off to the side of the the barricade which i just I, I went to the side where there was staff and i thought at that point i was like i kind of given up hope of being in the selfie mv because i was like they're never gonna come over here i'm like all the way up to the side the barricade doesn't even have kcon branding on it um but at least i'll have a good view uh so i was able to get barricade but it was like on the very far corner of the of the actual booth stage um but yeah, that was my experience before the event. What was yours, Greg? So once I came back from the cookie room, um, I saw everyone lined up at the barricades. So the the middle of the dance all day uh, barricade, all full, like packed. And then the side you were on, packed. So I went to the opposite side. Uh, where the artists enter, and I was able to get a uh, second row there. And I just stood there and, and waited and waited and waited. And that's where I was for Stacy. Uh, so you have no one to blame but yourself. Yes, that, that was <laughs> my fault because uh, bad scheduling. But um, I, I made but up cookies. for it in light Cookies. Cookies, yes. <laughs> I hope the cookies were good. Uh, yeah, they were real good. I was, I was pretty happy with the free meal. <laughs> but um, yeah, with, with Stacy, I made that mistake. Uh, I made up for it with Lightsome, uh, where I kind of went around to the side where Pain oh, was, where me. <laughs> all the MCs and the staff were, and it was a much better result for me. Yeah, so like I had mentioned, I was already i had already given up hope because i was kind of like at the side where there was all the staff and you know there's like kind of chairs off to the side and i had already figured like they're never going to come over here there's no kcon branding on our barricade uh, but to my surprise like during the stacy selfie mv um you know like basically all the staff cleared out in front of me and the girls just like kept coming over <laughs> to my side. I have like all, I have it all recorded and uh, you know, I'm going to try to figure out how I'm going to fit that in the vlog. But um, yeah, I hey, mean, it was just like, a, it was just an amazing experience because it was like both Stacy and Lightsome, um, they just kept coming over to my side. And like, I thought the middle was the best. And in, in a lot of ways, it, it was still really good to be in the middle. Um, but like they came to they like they were mostly on the back right corner or sorry I guess it's the front I get the if you're looking at the stage it's the front left but stage front right um there was a lot they spent a lot of time over there and they spent a lot of time on the 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 back left corner or if you're looking at the stage it's front right um and a lot of the middle a lot of the section where they actually recorded in the middle was just kind of um like you saw that you saw it just because it was the middle. It wasn't like necessarily because they had come over there. You know what I mean? 
Um, so while there was a lot of the selfie MV that did end up being the middle section, it was mostly just because it was the middle, you know, like there was like no choice, but to have that part of the, the crowd in the, the music video. But like, as far as the girls actually coming over to you and like having engagement, and th this is what I was alluding to a little bit earlier, where it was definitely worth it to get there early and be at the barricade for the events that's taking place on the show floor. Because while at the artist engagement, you had to be stuck behind the plexiglass waving at them like the zoo animals at the show floor, like the, the, the girls and I assume the guys as well, they would just like high five you, fist bump you, like wave with you, you know, do hearts with you. Um, it was just insane. Like I got so much interaction with all the, all the girls from both groups, Stacy and Lightsome. And, you know, like if you watch the selfie MV, which has been released on the M2 channel, um, it's like, although you can, although you see me or, you know, Greg or uh, my friend, like if, if you see us, like, although you see us only for like maybe 15 total seconds out of the music video, which is already a lot, actually. Um, like the amount of actual interaction the day of during that recording, because they recorded twice as well, um, was just like absolutely insane. It was just like nonstop um, fan interaction. And it was just a really great experience. And probably my favorite experience of the entire weekend outside of the actual concert was the um, those selfie MVs, both on, on day one and, and day three. Yep, for sure. Jealous. I agree. Um, for me, uh, Stacy came to my side. It was mostly Jay and Sion, I think. They, yeah, they, they came to my side, but um, I never showed up in the video because they kind of filmed away from the end I was at. But I got to see them up close, so that was always good. Um, who else came to my side? I, I think uh, Siyun came to my side once. <laughs> um, I never saw Isa, though, up close. I was kind of sad about that. But... Uh, yeah, the interaction on the floor is actually very, very good. Uh, you do have to fight for your spot, like Ping said, but it is totally worth it. Uh, for light sum, when I swung around to the other side where Ping and uh, his friend were, much better. Uh, every time we screamed out for any member of light sum, they would just immediately jump over to where we were and... Uh, yeah, I saw the fist bumping and the hearts and and all that stuff in, in person. I was kind of in the second row, so I couldn't really stick my hand out or anything. But yeah, that, that was some fantastic stuff. Uh, definitely, definitely worth making the effort to at least try to get into uh, one of those sides. Uh, yeah, the middle, I agree, wasn't exactly the best because um, they kept going to the same spots kind of in the middle so they weren't they weren't really uh, spreading themselves out too much both groups yeah like I had yeah. I had a friend I had friends who were in the very center of the barricade like front and center and 
they were honestly like they were barely in the music video like i think i was in the music video more than them which is pretty insane like looking back at it so um yeah i just think the really i think the the side that got the most love was the the front right or if you're looking at the stage is the back left corner um i felt like they were in the music video a lot um oh yeah but yeah, I mean, still, it was like an amazing experience. Who who is your favorite Stacy and Lightsome member? Uh, Stacy. Well, I, I have Jay and Yoon. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know? Lightsome. I, I always do things in pairs. So, <laughs> light Lightsome. It's uh, Cho Wan and Hina. Oh, Hina. Nice. Do you have a favorite member of Stacy and Lightsome, um, Alan? Um. I I would think Jay and Siyun Siyun, mm-hmm. uh, and then for Lightsome it's Banana and Nayong, <laughs> back from Produce <laughs> days. So yeah, uh, I don't know I don't know anybody else besides Chowan, but uh, Banana and Nayong. Yeah, I got uh, I have a lot of interaction with Nayong over the the last three weeks. <laughs> Hate you, and Chowan too. I had some good interaction with Chowan. But yeah, that, that, those were the selfie MVs, I think, right? Was there anything else that we had to discuss? I mean, you could literally watch the the music video yeah, online and see much. us in it. Hate, <laughs> hate you guys. I, re- so, I refuse to watch it after the first time I saw that you guys were in it. Mission mission successful, honestly, right? That was um, the yeah, goal was to be in the music yeah, that, video, and we right. were in the music video. First day, mission accomplished. Yeah, I've I that's one one thing off the checklist that i need to do next time is to show up in a video of some sort so yeah, i missed him definitely. i missed it last time i missed it last time i could have been on the Framas video with with greg and but i was in i was at the uh the beauty section camping out so jealous well, now guys. now now we have you know even more experience to build off of we had the 2019 experience um the 2022 experience now you know 2023 hopefully we'll have a good experience as well Indeed. So there was one last event on day one, and that was the rookie concert. So let's take a look at who was part of that uh, that thing here. So I mean, I think we recorded the we recorded uh, right we recorded the morning after about the rookie concert. So yeah. Um, so we don't have to go over it too much, but uh, just briefly. Uh, discuss your thoughts on the rookie concert, which had Gravity, Lightsome, Stacy, and Two uh, One. Yeah, Two One. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So yeah, Two. Uh, so Stacy, Gravity, Two One, and Lightsome. And honestly, like I was mainly there just for Stacy. Um, I do like Lightsome a lot as well, but um, it's basically the. KCON tour lineup was for the rookie concert. And um, generally speaking, um, most people were there either for Stacy or Cravity. I'm not going to, you know, no knock to any of the other groups, but uh, Stacy and Cravity are just more popular than Lightsome and, and TO1. Um, however, uh, I do I, I do have to say that like watching Lightsome perform, um, Five times, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five times. Uh, I've really enjoyed their performances a lot. Like, 
I, I, I was already, I did already like Light Some a lot, especially after their last uh, two title tracks, Vivace and Alive. Um, and I, I, I've been a big fan of like Nayoung and Choan since Produce 48. Um, they were a couple of my top girls. Like I wanted them to be in the group, the final group. Um, but yeah, I mean like Light Some didn't have, in my opinion, the greatest debut and they've kind of just been um uh, like another girl group like i i don't think that they had anything like you know i, I i'm sad to say like they, i don't think they had anything like breakthrough worthy in the in the way that espa or stacy or ive or the seraphim or new jeans like there's been so many girl groups that have debuted in the last two three years that have had insane debuts and light sums debut kind of just fell flat. And I think because of that, um, that's kind of created the course for them so far, but watching them perform in person, they're really great performers. And, um, you know, like I was definitely there for Stacy, but light some really won me over. Um, during the rookie concert. And I was actually a fan of Cravity as well. Like I really love, I don't really know like all the members of Cravity. I, the most I know about Cravity's members are when I'm collecting cards of them in the superstar starship game. <laughs> like that's my extent of, and I know, and I know Alan, um, that's kind of my extent of knowing um, the Cravity members, but I am actually, a, 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 I really do like Cravity's songs. Um, I kind of wish that they perform more songs that I wanted to hear <laughs> during the the rookie concert because actually the rookie concert and the tour was like almost those are very similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a really great concert for me overall, and I think we had mentioned it during our um, on site recording is that that game like Esna I think was the host of that night and like the game they did games and it was just like it went on way too long in my opinion it was like maybe 45 minutes of games I know because like I recorded a lot of the concert and it was like 40 to 40 minutes it was like 30 to 45 minutes of games and like each group only performed like one like two songs total at oh most three. My God. So it was like very little music and more. It was like basically a really big artist engagement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that was kind of a little bit of a downer. I mean, some of the games were pretty funny. Like I think we had mentioned this on the on-site recording was the Lightsome versus Stacy arm wrestling. Um, it was like a team game and like light some one in like three seconds because for some reason, I don't know why Stacy decided to send out, I think they sent out Isa and, um, Seun. I think they sent out Isa and Seun. I can't really remember who they sent out, but they sent out like in the, the people who I would expect them to send out, they did not send out. They sent out the people who I thought would lose right away and they did lose right away. <laughs> and light some sent out the people who I expected would win like really hard and they won really hard. So that was kind of like the highlight of the games for me. There was some like fun, fun stuff with like gravity and CO one as well. Um, but like overall it was just, I wish they had performed more music. For sure. Uh, in agreement with all of that. Um, 
not going to rehash what we said in our on-site stuff, but yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely, the games kind of dragged it down a, a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was there mostly for the girl groups. <laughs> so uh, the the dude groups, I guess they were okay. Songs were all right, but uh, yeah, I was happy to see Lightsome and Stacy perform perform their songs so i would i left satisfied it's just that uh yeah i really wish that uh, they kind of cut down on the uh the whole game segment and did more music as well it kind of it kind of ruined the momentum of the concert um without how long it was I, actually like you know thinking about it it reminds me a little bit of the eyes one concert where they were playing that that board game where they had to roll the dice and answer questions Right, was that that was the Eyes One concert, right? Oh God, don't remember. Yeah, that giant, that giant useless board game, where they spent like an hour. (laughs) I don't think it was an hour long. It was like maybe like half an hour, um, you know, playing that board game, and uh, it kind of reminded me of that, but probably not as bad. Um, I think it was a little bit more enjoyable at the rookies. I think Um, it was kind of cool seeing like all four groups on the stage at once. But it may have been better to do like if they did like one quick song, like one song between all four groups played the games and then for like maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes at most tops and then like did just way more music after like um, it would have been a lot better. But like half of the entire show was just that ga- those games. They played a lot of games. They play like three or four games. So. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It was kind of, it was cool to see them. Obviously, like I, I had the prestige ticket, so I was front row, um, because I was, I, I had been waiting there since like as soon, like as soon as the light sum selfie MV was finished, which was around like four o'clock, four p.m. If I remember correctly, like I headed straight to the the rookie concert line, and the rookie concert didn't start until like seven, seven or seven thirty or something. I can't really remember, uh, but yeah, I was not a lot of people in front of me and I got a really good spot. I was like front and center and I got a lot of good recording. Like I was able to record on my, my mirrorless camera, my Sony camera, which is a Sony a seven S three. So if you're familiar (coughs) with cameras at all, like I had a full frame mirrorless recording a majority of the Stacy and light some content, (laughs) if not all of it, I can't really remember how much I recorded. I recorded it a lot though. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to I have I, I actually haven't gone through any of that footage yet. So I'm really looking forward to going through that this week and starting to put together that um, day zero, day one blog. Nice. <laughs> I was way the hell in the back, <laughs> right by a railing. So were you able to see anything? I was able to see everything. Um, the view, you know, the picture I took. Uh, it looks far away from the camera's perspective, but uh, from the human eye perspective, it actually was really decent. So there yeah, was, they actually that's good. Yeah. the room that they performed it in was actually the same room where they did the artist engagement. So in a way, it kind of was just a really big artist engagement. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's no one tall in front of me. There was no one. Uh, really blocking my view except for during the the dude groups there is a bunch of filipino nannies who put their cameras up in the air um but otherwise yeah i I got 
a nice clear view of the girl groups. And if I wanted to sit down during the game show, I could sit down. So yeah, no complaints. So a better experience than the Idol concert in Seattle. Oh, way fucking better than Idol. Idol already already sounds a lot better. <laughs> Idol had... was a complete shit show compared to this. And they actually had screens on both sides, so you could actually watch like um, from a professional camera, like some good footage. Um, I was told that uh, you know they, they would get like crowd shots, and since I was in the front, like you could see me with my camera up recording stuff. Yeah, I saw right? you. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I tried not to uh, burst out <laughs> laughing for no reason. But uh, about those two screens, they would show the the games on those two screens. But when it came to performance time, they shut off the screens. So you couldn't oh, see the performance. So you couldn't even see the performance. Oh, yeah. that kind of sucks. You had to actually look at the stage. You couldn't look at the, the screens if you were far away. It'd be nice if they had like a, like a close-up cam. Of the person, like in the center. What? But yeah, I, I why would don't they think do they that, had though? that type of equipment available to them. So that's probably why they shut off the screens, or yeah. they just didn't want to do it. I think they just didn't want to do it. I feel like during the artist engagement, they definitely had somebody like working those screens, working those cameras to like get the close-ups. Um, I would have to go through all my footage. Like it was, it was it's still kind of a blur to me that entire weekend. Uh, but it was a good experience overall. Sweet. And uh, we didn't really do much after, right? We just went in search of the dirty dogs and then went to bed pretty much. Yeah. You know, like, again, before the before KCON LA, it was just like delusions of grandeur. Like, we're going to do all these things. We're going to have this dinner and we're going to have that dinner and we're going to record after this, record after that. After every event, after every day, after every night, it was just like, oh, I'm so tired. Just go back to the hotel and sleep. It was just like, I was so freaking tired. And I'm sure you guys were too. <laughs> yeah, especially since I had to kind of walk back to my hotel. And your hotel was like a 15-minute walk, right? Yeah, I got my steps in, that's for sure. Uh, that's what I was saying. Like, uh, Even my hotel, which was only two blocks from the concert venue and three blocks from the convention center, a five-minute walk, essentially, even that felt very straining at the end of a long day. So I can't even imagine what like a 15-minute walk must be like um, after the end of a day like that. Well, I, I learned the joys of uber and lyft real quick <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean next year i'm definitely almost 100 gonna stay at the same hotel and gonna leverage the um electric scooters yeah i'm, I'm aiming for the j-dub if i can get a, a good sale price otherwise your hotel oh yeah j-dub obviously number one choice but i'm not gonna spend 400 dollars a night on that oh no not not unless there's some special services that are involved in that but <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much day one right i mean alan do you have anything that you have questions about um no i mean was this i guess the rookie concert was this like the template that they used for the tour as well no the tour was way better no it already sounds <laughs> a lot better than because i don't know if i could sit through like 30 minutes or 45 of games of every MC. every show yeah yeah the games are fine but it's just like 
you know, it's good to get like a breather in, you know, or or if they do like a uh, like a like one of those preset videos where they just show them doing something and everybody's like catching their breath backstage or whatnot. But I don't know if I would be too into the games or anything like that. I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure it was fine. But honestly, yeah. like three three weeks later, looking back at it, knowing that it was kind of like a one off thing. It's kind of it was kind of fun. <laughs> I I still you know would have preferred more music, but it was it was pretty fun thinking about it. I, I would prefer seeing Light Sum and Stacy go at it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of dominated by boy groups, but it's always those boy groups always dominate time. <laughs> 